Hi friends, this is Lisa Purdy and I'm here to talk to you about professional development. I am uniquely suited for this because I am the first ever pharmacy professional development practitioner in the U.S. My job is modeled to follow the MPD, Nursing Professional Development Practitioner. AMPD has been around for 30 years and oftentimes in hospital settings you've seen nurse educators, but if you have an MPD you know that that is way more than that. As a professional development practitioner, we cover six key areas, onboarding and orientation, competency management, education, role development, collaborative partnership, and then research evidence-based practice and quality improvement. These are known as the big six as coined by Greta Price. This season, we are to dive into all things professional development and what it looks like to build a program like this from scratch. I'll give you the information that I have as why I think this is the direction healthcare is going and how you can show a return on investment by providing a program like this in your hospital that will elevate the practice of your technicians and your pharmacists. Hey guys, and welcome to Professional Pharmacists. Today I wanted to discuss with you a little bit about how to build a shared governance structure if you haven't already done so. First off, I want to explain what a shared governance structure really is. So shared governance is a committee that oversees all other subcommittees that you might have or need. It is designed to funnel up ideas and improvements from the frontline staff all the way up to leadership. The best part is it's designed to empower the staff to make the changes your pharmacy really needs. Um, So what does it look like? Ideally, you will want to start with the committees you already have. So look at the department and assess what needs it has and make sure that to create any subcommittees or if you want to call them steering committees to cover those areas that aren't identified yet. For example, you may want a med safety steering committee or a sterile compounding committee or a training committee, a workload committee. You get in the idea. This will depend on your department's needs. These groups may only need to meet for like 20 or 30 minutes the first couple of months, um, but then they'll be dedicated to that specific area. They'll make sure to follow best practices. They may need to also be utilizing and creating competencies or training for those areas. Uh, Typically, those uh, in that specific group have shown to have an interest related to the success of it, and they might even be certified or specialized in some way um, to identify themselves as being kind of the gurus of those areas. So really, you're looking for people who can own those spaces. Um, These subcommittees or steering committees, whatever you decide to call them, uh, will want to be, we'll want one representative from each of them that will go into what you will call a shared governance council. The shared governance council will meet to communicate the needs and agenda of each of those committees um, that they're working through. So this will allow for that communication between each one of them. I highly suggest you create a form that any staff member could fill out to identify possible changes or improvements within the department. I call them action request forms. It's a good idea for these forms to ask about the problem, ask uh, what possible solutions could be used, and identify what's already been tried in the past. I've even asked if like management was aware of these situations and maybe what they've tried or said about it. These forms should then be submitted to the shared governments to consider, discuss, and decide which um, subcommittee or steering group should take should tackle it. This really drives communication between the groups, eliminating any silos and allows for um, 
a degree of accountability to work together, encourage each other, and really push for those results. I also suggest that leadership help oversee each of these subcommittee groups as a resource um, that they can reach out to for direction and collaboration. So they're not going to run the groups. I really want these to be owned by your team members or staff members, um, but they really are just somebody who's available that, as a point person in the, need, um, in the event they need something. These leaders would have connections uh, related to the topic that their group actually covers. For example, if you had a sterile compounding um, committee, you would want an operations manager to be a resource for that group. That leader would know the budget constraints that that would were to come up, they would know various resources the team would need or could utilize. They could be a voice to the system to funnel questions or suggestions or connect the team to like influential uh, people. The manager would also know any requirements that the team is under, would receive all kind of updates for sterile compounding, and could have the team review those documents on a regular basis to make sure they're staying on top of things. Um, this would also be helpful in partnership. Um, this type of resource may also be known um, to others in the system as to what they're doing and could communicate those activities to this particular team. Um, I have asked my shared governance to report out to the department monthly on their progress and include what forms have actually been filled, filled out. Now, I'm not asking them to identify the names who filled them out, but just in general, what was the situation that was brought up and what are the next steps um, that are coming from that or have they decided yet? Or did they have to do some more homework on or digging in certain areas? This drives the pharmacy and shows the team is progressing towards solutions by presenting with transparency. The department will be more likely to want to help those team members go to meetings if they see the value of the activities coming, like what's coming out of them. And by having a number of options to get involved in, the staff can coordinate to help cover each other to go to the meetings because they'll know that if I want to be able to go, I want so-and-so to cover me, so I'm going to cover them to go do their meeting. Okay? Um, and at an organizational level, it would be wise to create a shared governance council over all the pharmacies where a member or two from your local shared governance meets at the system level. This would allow for uh, consistent practices and fluid communication across the system. This process also allows pharmacy to align with nursing who has a similar process for magnet recognition. Uh, if pharmacy is looking to advance in a like-minded way, um, they will want a way where multiple disciplines could collaborate towards the same goal. So we're using the same terminology as the magnet group, then they will understand what kind of impact we're trying to have by doing these. Also, with having a system-related you know, pharmacy group, you really have more consistent practices rolling out across the different hospitals. This could be the same BUDs and recipes, or it could be a coordination of efforts of how we do onboarding and everybody has a similar process. As a team, as a system, as an organization, we have a like-minded vision, we have like-minded goals. I think you're getting the idea, but that's that's the direction you want to go. I also recommend that the um, nursing or other disciplines would be invited to some of these high-level meetings uh, for the collaborations to happen. It really will push healthcare forward as we work together in achieving these practices. And it would be helpful for pharmacy to have other, you know, be on other committees and see what they're up to and funnel those um, 
through, especially if they end up affecting what pharmacy does. Oftentimes I see things where this discipline created, you know, this new process or whatever, and they didn't communicate to pharmacy until after the fact. And then you realize pharmacy can't actually um, meet the demands of the new process because they weren't brought in on the communication until the end. Um, This has happened across many disciplines. Pharmacy does it to other disciplines as well. But if you have people... um, at very, so if you have a med safety committee, you should probably have a med safety inner collaborations with other disciplines as well that you're, somebody from your med safety like pharmacy department is a part of, okay? For any committee or shared governance, you will want to design a charter outlining the responsibilities and direction along with any stakeholders and how they need to communicate with their senior leadership. The proper chain of command will be necessary. You want clarity in this stuff. Most organizations appreciate a yearly report of all items that have been tackled with outcomes. This gives a return on investment and they can associate with dollars saved for your hard work. To start, I would suggest going over this this type of system with your leadership, then the informal leaders, and then go to your staff members so that you can then open it up for an application process. Then at the first meeting, get a standard um, of how this is going to roll out. I would suggest the staff would learn about proper email communication and professionalism to help alleviate any of those concerns for the future. (laughs) Um, We may want to have a professional conversation. So even though we're all in professional fields, sometimes we don't always have the experience to uh, or practice of appropriate communication. And this is a good opportunity to set that standard in the front end um, to allow them the opportunity to grow in this. You may even want first drafts in the beginning of certain emails if you see a benefit uh, in growing your team that way. But really let that first meeting be a standard of how the shared governments and how your committees are going to roll out, what's expected. Just remind them of the communication and transparency and how you want things to be handled. And then also how they're going to be scheduling time to make sure these projects are taken care of and have that accountability built in. I truly enjoy the Shared Governance Council structure. It allows for a multitude of voices to become heard, actions to come from this, from the front line. Typically, the project managers know or and want to do something about a lot of the problems that come up, but from a prioritization standpoint, they may not have gotten to it. So this is a real win-win because the staff members feel like they have been heard. They see the changes in their environment. They feel empowered to go after these things, and then they end up growing professionally as they take on these projects, and they learn what all is involved to make these things happen. Your department will thrive, becoming a much more oiled operation. Leaders begin to grow in your department. Your culture will take on a new level of productivity, assertiveness. You'll even have one of honor and cohesiveness. So even if you can't materialize something to this scale uh, at this point, I highly recommend that you start with a couple of committees, create a similar but maybe a smaller version. These groups will really make a difference in your department. And as leaders, you need to help create an environment uh, willing to take this on, willing to give the time needed to accomplish it. And if you can cover some staffing things and give them enough authority to make a difference, these small wins will really add up quickly. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening in. If you like this type of content, please subscribe, leave a review, or click some stars. 
that helps others find the podcast and hopefully help them be inspired with all things professional development. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, You can find me, Lisa Purdy, at LinkedIn. Make sure to listen in next week as we impact the world of pharmacy with professional development. Bye-bye.